I thought the Rangers were going to go ahead and do or try to do a deal with Gallo and make this uh, one of the pieces to the puzzle as they move forward, but uh, clearly not the case. Well, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I thought that's what they'd do. I thought that's what they should have done. Um, you know, this this is a guy who wants to who wants to be here, or who, 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 who right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he still wants to be here. Um, you know, he he wanted to 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 keep keep going through this mess and this rebuild and, and be there when it when it on the other side when it you know they're ready to contend. Obviously, he's a good player. He's an all star. Um, so it, it it just makes sense that you'd want to extend a guy like that, um, and and you know the Rangers say they attempted to, didn't get anywhere with Scott Boris, and so at, at that point it became well do we do we trade Joey Gallo now when his value is its highest, or do we try to you know play out the string with him, have him lose trade value, uh, and and maybe not 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 be able to extend him, and, and ultimately they decided that the trade was the best move. Uh, it's not very popular. I can tell you that with fans, uh, they didn't get, um, you know, the Yankees' best prospects, uh, which you, you'd think you might get, and uh, uh, it's kind of a head scratcher. But you know, in a couple of years, maybe maybe we'll feel differently. But, but right now, in the aftermath, it, it doesn't look good. That, that was going to be my next question. In your opinion, what they got for Joey Gallo was it equitable? Uh, you know, it, it, it's. It's it's a different time in, in baseball. You know, uh, there there aren't trades like the Mark to Mark Teixeira trade anymore. When you know the Rangers basically built a championship team with with that one trade. You know, they got three All Stars out of the deal. Um, so it, it, it it's different now. Uh, teams value their prospects more. Uh, that's that's just the, the 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 landscape has changed. So you know, when you look at when you look at what the Rangers got, they got four of the the Yankees. Um, Top 30 prospects, depending on, on what outlet you look at, two of them are in the top 10, though at the toward the toward the back. Uh, so it, it, it's just hard to tell. I mean, you know, and they're now they are older older players, so that's good. They have some development under their under their belts, and, and maybe they can move quickly. But uh, you, you just none of them is going to hit 40 home runs, and and you don't know that any of them is a Gold Glove winner. And uh, or has the the charm and plays as hard as, as as Gallo does. So you don't know. Now maybe the pieces add up to to a Joey Gallo. I I, I don't know, but um, it just seems like you've traded your best player for things that aren't guaranteed. Jeff, does this start to have more questions for management and and leadership in the Texas Rangers organization? Well, you know. Um, Yes, I mean it, it, it's an interesting dynamic now because there's John Daniels and there's Chris Young uh, at, at the top of the, the, the power structure. I guess um, you know it, it, it is kind of you know what a rebuilding team does. So you know you, you can't you really when you listen to their logic, you, you you understand where they're coming from, and it makes sense. It really does, but. Um, you know, the thing I always say is that John Daniels and and Chris Young have bosses, and it's the owners. And this was a money deal, obviously. I mean, the, you know, if, if if the Rangers weren't comfortable with what Scott Boris wanted for Joey Gallo, um, it's a money deal. That's, that's just the bottom line. That's a decision that's above 
John Daniels and Chris Young. So I think that, you know, if ownership was different, maybe, maybe this has a different resolution. Uh, but, uh, it, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to question right now with this organization, both what's on the field, what was put on the field, you know, albeit by design, what, what's happening in the farm system. And, and that does go back to, to baseball operations and, and John Daniels and to a lesser extent, Chris Young, because he's just gotten on board. Talking with uh, Jeff Wilson from uh, Substack.com. Jeff, when, when, I guess this may be, I may be a little naive, but I kept, I kept, you kept hearing Joey say I, that he wanted to be in Texas and he wanted to be a Ranger. I mean, it, at some point, doesn't isn't it his life? I mean, doesn't he look at Scott Boris and say, get it done, I want to stay here? I mean, it, it, or is that just yeah. too simplistic? No, I, I don't think it is too simplistic. Um, uh, and, and, and you know, people people have, will say, oh, well, Scott Boris's guys never sign contract extensions. Well, that's just not true. You know, Adrian Beltre is a Scott Boris guy who signed a contract extension with the Rangers. Jared Weaver signed one with the Angels that was very team friendly. Um, so I, you know, you, you just kind of you, you do you do wonder. Joey's never been in this situation before. Um, he he he, you know, he he had said to me, I don't know, at some point in June, that you know he wasn't looking for a Mookie Betts type deal. He wasn't going to break the bank. He he understood, you know, where he where he is. He's realistic about it, but. Uh, that that call apparently led to a series of calls from from the Boris Corporation, and and I think maybe they they changed his thinking. I'm I'm not sure, but and honestly, I don't know I don't know if he knows what what happened between between Boris and the Rangers here in the last week. Um, but yeah, you you would think that um, the, the player would would be more uh, have more of a say, but. Uh, with, with, with Scott, I, you know, it, it, he, he makes his, he makes his players a ton of money. That, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, I, I, speaking personally, being where I want to be would be most important, and the money would be secondary. Where do the Rangers go from here, Jeff? Well, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go in the toilet. Amen. Their best player, and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna replace him with with anybody near near the capability. Uh, you know, I mean, you even saw last night. It was a three-two game, and there were times where it, if he had batted, it would have been a different game. And there was a ball uh, to right field that Eli White didn't catch. It was a hard play, very hard play. But Joey Gallo might catch that thing. So um, you, you saw the impact in, 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 in just one game. So you, you know, it, it's it's going to get ugly for the rest of the season. It's already been ugly. You know, I, I think that. That after the the smoke clears tomorrow and, and Kyle Gibson's gone and Ian Kennedy's gone, um, there's going to be a lot of changes. I, I would I would suspect that a lot of minor leaguers come up. I wouldn't be surprised to see some some veterans who aren't part of the future if they get uh, designated for assignment or, or just glued to the bench. I, I think that's a, a real possibility, and, and uh, it should be. You know, I mean, if the Rangers have guys who they want to see. You need to see, him. and 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 maybe that's getting Josh Young's feet wet uh, at, at the major league level. Uh, maybe give him some more at bats at Double A, and then and then see where things are. But uh, 
I, I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be surprised if this roster looked entirely different a week from now. Jeff, uh, and, and I was thinking about this this morning. Obviously, this is this entire season has been a rebuild, and and uh, and, and really just almost from a w- wins and losses standpoint, it's a train wreck. I mean, let's be honest. So, with yeah. that in mind, in in, in professional sports at, at at any level and in in any sport, there's constant evaluation. So, how do you evaluate Woody and and his coaching staff if you if you know going in? That, that that wins and losses are going to be hard to come by. How do you? I mean, what's the evaluation process from the front office down to the field level for a guy and his staff on developing the talent that they do put in front of him? Yeah, well, that, that, and that's a good question. I mean, you, you know, you they were they were not given a, a a good team. First of all, I mean, there might be talented players, but they're young and they're developing and learning uh, at at this level. Uh, so so you have to take it. You know, individual by individual, and and add up add up the parts, and, and and see if there's been enough progress. And I think in some cases there have been. Uh, you know, Eli White, for instance, has been okay. Andy Abania is showing a little something. There've been some pitchers that have been good, like Taylor Hearn and John King and Colby Allard. But you know, I think when you look at the the coaching staff as a whole, the offense has not improved. Uh, you know, Nick Solex completely lost and is in triple a this is supposed to be you know perhaps your second baseman of the future um so so you know and adolis garcia has been a nice story but we haven't done a whole heck of a lot here since the all-star break so you kind of you, you you may look at, at the the hitting coaches first and, and, and evaluate them because this has been two years of, of pretty lousy offense uh I, I think the pitching the pitching staff's done a good job i think that those, those coaches uh, doug mathis and Brendan Segarra have, have have done a real nice job, but uh, if I were the if I were the hitting coaches, I wouldn't be sleeping really easy once once the season ends because uh, of, of the people on that staff. All all of them great guys, by the way, and all of them committed to developing and and, and doing doing what they can for this this organization and these players. But it, 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 the, something's not happening, especially at the plate. Hey Jeff, what do you got uh, coming up uh, in tomorrow's uh, newsletter? Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm posting a lot of trade stuff. Uh, obviously, uh, today I, I wrote a column about you know why 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 this trade ended up kind of what we're, kind of what the first question was about money and, mm-hmm. and leadership. And uh, you know, John Daniels talked to us, so there was some good stuff there. And then uh, you know, I, I, always, I always like hitting the, the farm system. So Friday and Friday on the farm, we'll be up there tomorrow, uh, kind of look at this trade and, and, and the ramifications it's going to have. So. There's good stuff. If you're if you're a Rangers fan and you're committed and, and believe in this, uh, Jeff Wilson's Texas Rangers newsletter is the place for you. Absolutely, I am a subscriber. By the way, I love it. I, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. So how how tell fans how they can uh, how they can subscribe? Uh, give them an easy one, two, three. Yeah, uh, go to jeffwilson.substack.com. Click on a story, and there'll be a subscribe button right at the top, and it's a piece of cake. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the time. As always, we'll talk to you soon. That is uh, Jeff Wilson from Substacks.com. And 